0: Hello there you beautiful, beautiful people and welcome back to the show. This is Beyond the Studio, I'm your host Paul Nolan, the owner and the founder of MyT Make Your Transition, the platform that is here to help you become the best artist you can be by becoming the very best version of yourself. Today on the show I've got something really, really amazing and it shows the power, first of all, of the positivity of targeted advertising in some cases and also the power of pure and positive intention. My guest today is Antonio Tioli, somebody you might not have heard of, but he is a prolific composer and sound designer for computer games. I think he's worked on something like 500 computer games over the years, and he originates in Brazil. And during his time in Brazil over the last few years, he got to spend a lot of time in the jungle just outside Manaus with some indigenous tribes and used that time to record these tribes playing their traditional instruments lot of them self-made and basically got an incredible library of recordings together which he then fashioned into a remarkable contact instrument called the Amazonic and what's even more remarkable about this is the fact that 30% of the sales from this contact library which sounds stunning and I would have bought it anyway quite frankly 30% of the profits go back to the tribe directly and help with Efforts including preserving the Amazon rainforest, which is just so unbelievably crucial, with everything that's going on in the world in general, environmentally speaking, and also within Brazil, with a less than friendly government towards the environment and the natural habitat in the Amazon that we all rely on, and also the profits from the Amazonic go back to the tribe directly to actually keep them safe from things like coronavirus and also help with conservation efforts and making sure that these tribes are looked after to the best standards possible. It's incredibly important. We get into it in the podcast around why that is such a massive cause close to my heart. And when I first discovered the Amazonic recently, I just knew I had to get Antonio one because I had a feeling it was going to be an epic, remarkable story of how this project got off the ground. And you will not be disappointed. This is honestly my favorite episode of Beyond the Studio so far and was just an amazing experience to meet someone with such a full and pure heart. Me and Antonio literally only met to do this podcast and we've already become incredibly firm friends it's very clear that we have a connection and an energy between us, which means we're gonna be working together in the future on many things. And what I love about the Amazonic more than anything else is that not only does it allow you to make incredible music, it allows you to help in a wider sense. And that is so aligned with the ethos of myT and what we're all about here. We are here to use music, our ability to make music, to help make ourselves, each other, and the world a better place. So I could not think of a better, more ideal guest for episode 14 of Beyond the Studio than this guy. I'm going to hand it over to my conversation with Antonio Tioli. Stick around later on because I actually do have a discount code at the end of the podcast for the Amazonic and there'll be more details there. So without much further ado, here's my chat with Antonio. Enjoy. Hello, Antonio. How are you, my friend? Good to see you.
1: Good to see you too, Paul. How are you, man?
0: I, as I've just said. Well, it's my birthday today, so I'm okay. I'm good for a start. Thank Happy you very much.
1: you, my friend. Th- to thank you Cheers man. to your 41s.
0: Oh, dude, I was going to say 21, man. You ruined my vibe, <laughs> Shit, man. It's, it's this podcast 20... has not got off to a good start. Thank you. <laughs> 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 uh, no, it's all good, man.
1: Maybe we should get a
0: beer to, to smooth it out. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's 11.30 in the morning for you, so don't worry, dude, because you're joining <laughs> us from L.A. And, and we've just Monday. found out. It's Monday as well, right? I mean, it's not stopping me, of course. but we um Yeah, boys, we've just found out that not only do you live in L.A., but, like, we used to live very close together, like when, we were, when I was in L.A. as well.
1: Yes, dude, West Hollywood... Close to all the memorable places, like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, all the recording labels, Amoeba Music is very close here as well. Oh,
0: dude, I lost so many days in Amoeba,
1: seriously. Oh, dude, it's like, it's like a little paradise.
0: Oh, it's incredible, incredible. I'm, I really miss the place, dude. I really, really miss the place. I, I, I was over for Nam last year, January 2020, <laughs> before the world went to shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh and and honestly i was like entertaining thoughts of like dude i might move back here man like i just miss it so much <laughs> i miss the lifestyle i miss the people i miss the sunshine i'll tell you that much
1: yeah the sunshine here is very good even though it's a little bit cold in these days right now but i mean we still have some sunlight
0: Don't talk to me about that, dude. I've just been through an English winter, so don't even go there. Don't even go there. So, uh, for people who haven't uh, or or don't know who you are and what you do, can you just like introduce yourself and give yourself, give me a little bit of your background? Because I think it's a real, this is going to be a really interesting podcast. So, I'm really looking forward to this.
1: Sure. Yeah. All right. So, well, my name is Antonio Tioli. I am a Brazilian composer. Uh, I worked primarily on. Video games score close to something to 500 video games right now, Wow. and uh, yeah, the last gaming that I that I did was a, a gaming developed by Paladin Studios and Nintendo called Good Job that came mm-hmm. out last year. I'm working on some new stuff that will come out uh, this year as well, and I have uh, also a very very different project called Via Amazonic, which is um, as as you know is a this is a library company focused on the sounds uh, right now. From the sounds from uh, the Amazonian instruments, it's all connected to social causes. And uh, and yeah, that's my my little background, my short version of my background.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of hard to know where to start with everything. Oh, it's so totally
1: difficult, man. It's so difficult it's,
0: to talk about
2: ourselves.
0: I know, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I always I always hate it when people like because. I'm yeah. kind of similar in a way because I've done so much in like so many different areas and it's like like you're at a party. Remember those parties? Uh you know, when you go to you meet someone like, what do you do for a yeah. living? And I'm like, dude, how long have you got like seriously? Cause <laughs> I don't know whether there's a short answer to that question. Like, I'm really sorry. So it sounds like it's the same for you as well, right? So I mean, what we're gonna hear what we're here to talk about today specifically is the Amazonic. I mean, to be honest, already I'm like, I need to bring you back for another episode just to talk about computer game scoring because I think that would there be another go. interesting conversation. <laughs> so you've had the invite back in like less than five minutes. So you've set the new record for a return <laughs> invite. Normally I wait till the end of the episode to see whether or not I like the person, but you, you, you're you done already. Well done. Well done. Thank uh, you. Yeah, okay. So we're going to talk about the Amazonic. And and, and again, like I, I, I love this and how I heard about the Amazonic and this library company that you've set up, was it's actually a bit of a a positive example of, like, personalized advertising online. Because I'll be honest, I happened across you because of an advert that I saw on Instagram. And it was like, oh, shit. Like, this just set so many fires off in my mind of, like, I need to, A, buy this thing. B, I need to speak to these people because they're doing things that I absolutely love. And finally, I I need to find out who done this and I need to get them on the podcast because I think there's going to be a really interesting and quite sort of wild conversation to be had about how all of this kind of came about. So why don't you give us a little bit of, of detail on the Amazonic and how it got started and what was the intention behind the project?
1: So the Amazonic has a very uh, interesting story. So um, during my my journey working for video games, in 2000, uh, de- December of 2013, Samsung, the, 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 the phone company Samsung, was starting a game studio in Brazil. And for some reason, they decided to start their game studio in the Amazon, in Manaus. And they reached me out to LinkedIn, offer... So I, I got a gig. I moved to the Amazon on February 2014 to work as auto director and composer for this game, Studio for Samsung. And I've always been a very uh, activist guy, on the, especially on the animal uh, situation. Uh, I am obsessed with animals. Uh, so I moved there, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be such a great experience. Um, because I've never been to the Amazon up to this point. So I flew there, and then I, I immediately fell in love. I, you know, I, I got astonished to know how, how many stuff, how cultural stuff exists in the Amazon that is not even popular for people from, from Brazil itself. It's like, wait, what? So, I just discovered these uh, different sounds, different foods, different cultures, different native tribes. and um, so yeah, so I lived there for four years, and in my mind, I was constantly like, "I want to do something for the Amazon, something that that can like you know be like a full circle experience. But I never had a good idea. So, long story short, I quit Samsung and I moved to Los Angeles in uh, June 2018. And January 2019, I'm never going to forget, out of the blue, I was taking a shower. shower, And, you know, like, shower usually is the best moment to have the best ideas. I don't know why. (laughs) I always, I always take a shower with uh, my, my iPhone close to me because I always record my voice with ideas, musical ideas, weird ideas, reminders, whatever.
0: Yeah, good reverb so in there like, as well, right?
1: <laughs> I think it's the, the reverb, man. I think it's the reverb. <laughs> so it must be. So I remember the, the, the spark moment. I was like, oh, damn why I didn't record musical instruments from the Amazon? That was it. That, that came out, it was like a divine light strike in my head out of the blue, like, boom. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. I lived there for four years. That was the project. Now I live here in the US. Now I'm going to have to go back to the Amazon, which I wasn't planning to go back that early, because I spent four years of my life already. So I like love the place, but I have other places to visit. So." Um, I I reach out for two guys uh, in Brazil, uh, Cesar and Carlos, which are not uh, not in the project anymore. And I say, okay, guys, so this is my idea. I need your help to help me with the logistics. You know, we need to find the guys, find the tribes, find the instruments, do like this catalog of instruments, try to find the facilities, maybe where we can record, how we can borrow some microphones from friends, how we can make this happen? And it wasn't easier because, like, in the Amazon, it's not like Sao Paulo or Rio de Janeiro where you have access to good equipment. It's, it's, it's everything there is very rustic, you know, very, it's like a roots experience. Mm. So, yeah, so uh, basically we spent, like, six months or seven months or something like that researching, finding the guys, uh, talking to them, and, uh, you know, also finding this, uh, the places where we could connect to the social cause experience that I want to, to bring to the experience as well, which we can discuss in details later. So so I flew to the Amazon and, and that's where I recorded uh, the instruments, 103 instruments as far as I remember. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Insane. And how long did that take you? Like how long were you out there recording?
1: So I couldn't stay that long because I had some other work uh, from a video game that I was working at the time. So I spent, I, I think it was between two weeks and a half or something like that. So there, I remember that there were days that we started recording like 7 a.m. and stopped recording 2 a.m. Wow. And, and there was like many days like that, actually. And it was like completely <laughs> like a far from ideal conditions. in. By every mean, like a structure, um, you know, sleeping, eating. It was like a disaster on this situation. <laughs> but we managed to, I believe, achieve a very, very cool result.
0: Mm. No, you definitely did. Because the first <laughs> thing that I did, like upon seeing the advert and then reading the website and getting an understanding of the project, the first thing I did was like I bought the thing. Because not only are the instruments themselves absolutely phenomenal quality uh, they're already making their way into productions of mine and the you know i can appreciate like you know, being from an audio engineering background a really well made contact library because I know oh. exactly what it takes to go into that. And I've got friends who, who make contact libraries and you know I've consulted on them in the past and stuff. So, you know, I've taught audio engineering and sampling to a, to a, like a, a, a university level. So, you know, I know very well the, the, the workload and the quality control that goes into these libraries that, you know, somebody loads up onto their computer and kind of takes for granted that that's what it does, right? But, you know, as I said to you just off air, it's hard enough to do something like that when you're in a fully controlled environment, like a recording studio where, you know, you can tick the box and say, right, we're going to do, you know, a hard snare, a rim shot, a side stick, this, that, and the other. It's hard enough to do that at the best of times. I cannot get my head around how you've managed to do this whilst recording a lot of these sounds in the middle of like an well of, of in the middle of the Amazon, basically. Because you know, I know yeah. exact. I mean, I've not been to the Amazon, but I know about the conditions there. Like the jungle is yeah. not a quiet place, right? <laughs>
1: no, it's not. It's not. There are birds. There are winds. There are, there. Are... They're everything moving around. The jungle is the opposite of a quiet place. It's a very noisy place. Noisy place, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so magnificent. But for the purpose of recording instruments, it's the worst place to be. <laughs> One of the worst, <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah, like
2: it you. was.
1: Yeah, it was. It was very intense. And I remember, like, uh, when, I, when I was on the stage of documenting the library. I talked to some other companies and uh, I was like, I have this idea. What are your thoughts? Like, because I never did any contact library in my life. I'm a heavily user contact library because of the music producers like you, like compose music, so we have to use the, the libraries. But I was like, how do I do the contact library? And I talked to those guys and explained the situation and all of them were like, you're crazy. How are you going to like, how are you going to record these instruments there on these conditions? How are you going to do that? And you know, like, also, there is one thing that is very important to say. It, it was such a crazy experiment to microphone these instruments. I can imagine. Because, like, first, I didn't know which microphone I would use. And it's not like we had a lot of options. But we, had a, but <laughs> uh, we were like, okay, so play this instrument and I was like moving my head around the instrument. Okay, so there is a beautiful low frequency here coming from this section of this instrument. So let's put this microphone here and here. Okay, so here there is like the sound of the skin, but there is also some sound coming from the side. So let's let's try this. And man, we were like experimenting so much stuff before press. Okay, press record. Because like nobody's, we didn't know what to do. It's not like recording acoustic guitar where you know exactly where you're gonna put the microphone. It was like a mm. completely experimental uh, thing. And you know, even even like um, when the, 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 the native people uh, or the, the musicians they were like playing these instruments they created. I was like, okay, let's try to do this on your instrument. Can you do this? We were, we were trying to figure new ways to extract cool sounds from their mm-hmm. instruments. And, and it was very fascinating because they were the creators of the instrument. And, of course, I didn't want to be uh, uh, offensive or, or anything like that, like, a, like an ignorant guy. But I said, let's try to bring more sounds. And we were experimenting stuff on that side as well. And, and they were like, wow, I never could imagine that my instrument could make this sound. You know, and, and, and all because of this exploration that, and, you know, try and error that we all had together mm-hmm. uh, recording. So it was, it was a yes. really cool, uh, really cool experience. And, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, what, what a wild ride to record these instruments. A lot of them probably, you know, outside of the Amazon itself. Probably not very yeah. well known. Yeah. And you know, to to record them in their kind of natural habitat, so to speak, it, it it just it just kind of it makes my head sort of roll off my shoulders a little bit, just like how crazy and how wild it is, and you know how brave it is as well to kind of do something like this, and for such a a good a good cause as well, because it's probably worth mentioning at this stage that you know, the, the contact library is set up in such a way that when you purchase it, a, a percentage of the profits yeah. go back to the tribe itself, right?
1: Yes, go back to the tribe, goes back, go back to everyone who are part of the project and also goes back to uh, uh, donations as well, not just to the tribes, but donations to uh, organizations that are helping to keep the forest alive, protected from... Uh, from people who are burning down the forest. it also goes to animal shelters because, uh, especially in Manaus, uh, there is a, a very have very serious problem with uh, abandoned animals there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 heartbreaking. I'm not even going to talk about it because it's it's very intense. And I live there again. I saw with my own eyes. My two dogs were rescued from from the street, and one of the, one of my dogs has a lot of problems because. Of this so it's it's very it's a very bad situation they, they have abandoned animals and in and, and for me it's just like heartbreaking and, and so part of the money also goes to these uh, we call them angels mm-hmm. uh, part part goes to them so they can like take care of the animals by food by medicine uh, you know treat them uh, sometimes it goes to also to um, uh adoption homes for for kids foster homes for kids that you know sometimes they spend their, their whole lives there manaus and, and the yeah. amazon itself manaus is the capital but uh of course i live in manaus but there is a it's a beautiful place it's, it's beautiful it's magnificent actually but uh, but sadly uh it, it it suffers from a lot of problems uh mainly caused by the the corrupt the corruption from our from our brazilian politicians that don't take care of the place well and um, there is a lot of poverty there a lot of suffering and, and also the native people who are just abandoned and, and losing their, their their land as well so we are trying to help all the all the all the you know all the all over the places it's a little bit here a little bit there a little bit here a little bit there uh, the cool thing that we, what we do, because uh, when when when, I, when I, I, I created the Amazonic, I was like, okay, I, I want to make these sounds available to the world. I want these sounds to sound amazing, and I want the world to see uh, that the donation that will be part that be generated partly from from the profit. I want the, I want the world to see how this is actively helping people so we have this system where we have a, a girl in Manaus called Carolina and basically what she does is I transfer her the money she reach out for these places and, and call them and, and tell them like okay what do you need do you need medicine do you need food what do you need and they, they give us a list and then we uh, she go there she's doing all the heavy loaded area. she goes to the supermarket the pharmacy she buys the stuff she captured everything on video, and then she delivers stuff, to, uh, the stuff to this place, and then uh, people who buy it, uh, they receive uh, a thank you video for uh, from um, from those guys they help. Right now, unfortunately, because of COVID, the video recording is a little bit problematic because Manaus mm-hmm. is very intensely bad and in, uh, on, on this uh, very bad on, on the situation right now. So, Carol. It's a little bit scary, so now we are don't we are sending those guys directly the money. That that's not what we want, but at least there is no contact. But uh, after the COVID or when things start to settle down a little bit, we'll get back to do that work, Carol. We'll go to the places and we'll uh, bring the food, and we will record the videos, etc., etc., etc.
0: I mean, I, I don't even know where to start with that, Antonio, and <laughs> just like how incredible it is, and the importance of it as well i mean it's it's probably worth me talking about why i find this this project and and this situation so close to my heart because i'm very very conscious of of what's going on over there in terms of the deforestation as you mentioned the forest fires how the brazilian government the current brazilian government are very unfriendly towards yeah. the tribes in that part of the world and and how awful it is and also what's at stake culturally, historically and also in terms of where my sort of access point into this world comes from because I'm someone who has very fortunately, and this is is not a secret, like I've spoken about this at length, Um, I've benefited from what goes on with these Amazonian tribes directly as a result of my experience with plant medicines like ayahuasca, for example. And I have, it's honestly, um, I like to say about these medicines, I've, they didn't save my life. They helped me to save my own life, basically, because... You know, uh, being in electronic music, it's a very intense industry. You can burn out. And about sort of five years ago now, four and a half, five years ago, I was in a very, very bad place. And the the, the medicine of ayahuasca, the traditional uh, shamanic way of the way these tribes work, uh, thankfully became available to me. And oh, wow. I I took advantage of that and, and have done, and it's completely changed my life for the better. I have become the best version of myself through those processes. And that means that part of the world, although I've never traveled there, it's somewhere that is of great importance to me on a personal level. And anything that I can do, whether through this podcast or conversations that I can have or other anything else that I can do to to highlight what's going on over there and also protect the the rainforests, obviously from an environmental perspective, because yeah. you know, the Amazon is known as the lungs of the world, you know, and we're unfortunately, you know, damaging the lungs of the world at the moment but also these tribes are incredibly important they they've been here for thousands and thousands of years there's knowledge and wisdom and teachings that these tribes have that once they leave and if they come to an end we lose so much not just as Brazilians, for example, or as people who live in Manaus, for example, or other parts of the Amazon, the world suffers greatly and and is is damaged greatly by the lack of this wisdom. So, you know, I just want to take a moment to just give you a profound thanks for, you know, being able to create a project that not only creates beautiful instruments that people can make beautiful music with, but can help people in such a profound way man i mean it's just it's it's absolutely incredible so you know from the bottom of my heart in particular and i know i speak for a lot of people over in this part of the world who are very tuned in to what's going on over there you know i would i would like to say like thank you on behalf of, oh, of everyone really
1: thank you man thank you for 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 saying that it, uh, it's just beautiful to hear these, and i definitely you know gonna send the your your beautiful message to everyone that was part of the Amazon. Uh, some of these guys, uh, they have WhatsApp, <laughs> so, so some of them they don't have mobile. But uh, so we have this small group on WhatsApp, and uh, some some of them look WhatsApp once every month, and uh, it's kind of like I love that. that. But I, I just, It's very cool, man.
0: I love that. But I can definitely... just imagine, like you know, like like just the just you know tribe leaders with like laptops and stuff. I just love it, man. It's great.
1: Dude, like when when we record the when we record the um, the, the instruments on one of the tribes, the, the Sana, man, electric, they they had electricity that they had like one, uh, what's the name in English? One plug-in wall wall plug. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, one and socket. One, yeah,
1: yeah, one socket, one, and that was it for the whole tribe. So, <laughs> That's amazing. So, I I I've used like I I let me see if I have here. So I brought this, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And I plugged the the, the, the Neumanns here. And uh, mm-hmm. we also had, like, a, you know, the laptops with some sound cards. And some of the MacBooks from my friend, they were kind of old. So the battery was like dying in 30 minutes. <laughs> So we were like, okay, dude, we have to figure out how we're going to record this. The moment we open the notebook and press REC, that's it. It's like a clock time. Like We have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think for some reason, of course, there was a lot of problem. A lot of problem. Like uh, For example, one of the chants they, they, we recorded from them, they had to uh, chant, sing this chant, like running around. They could not sing, stop, because it was part of their tradition. So they started doing this and stepping on, on the cable, and there was like doing a lot of noise. And I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do here? And I, I I didn't want to be the guy and say, can you please not go in circles? I, I, that would be very offensive, you know? So I, 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 okay, okay, so let's try to figure it out, oh my God. So all of these kind of situations, so we end up running out of Jewish. In the middle of the recording for one of the computers and i was like oh my god it's like two or three hours to get to the tribe through boat there is no way you are gonna be able to get back another day so the guys uh only one of them speak portuguese and he say oh you can use our you know our, our plug or sock wall whatever it's called and i say, oh you have one He said yeah it's kind of like weird sometimes it's very intense sometimes it's not and my friend was like Oh my god it's gonna my machine possibly (laughs) so we recorded and uh we lost some takes because there was this there there were like these peaks of the energy Ah, immediately affecting the the record so oh my god it was like all kind of issues you can't even imagine but yeah it it was super cool it was super cool wow
0: wow i I mean i i kind of love that in a way you know it's like that adversity I mean, it's in no way kind of connected at all, but, like, I used to love, like, when I first started DJing in, like, small clubs here in the UK, and it's, like, the the we- the worst, shittest sound systems imaginable, and, like, you know, you had to stand on a cable to keep the, the, the sound system on, basically. Yeah. But there's just something about that of, like, this could all completely fail and go to shit at any moment (laughs) that sort of like brings the best out in everyone right and another thing that comes to mind just seeing like your mobile recorder there it's like i would i would even say like you know maybe like 10 years ago something like that even as, as close as that projects like this probably wouldn't be possible because the technology wasn't really quite available the way it is now in such a small form that you, know, you can actually plug a couple of Neumanns into a, a handheld mobile recorder and that will actually get the job done. I mean, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then it, it's just you doing a lot of cleanup processing the mixing, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you keep the best majority of information there, preserving the sound and removing what's unnecessary. It, it, it was a very... Uh, the, mixing, the mixing stage was very difficult as well. But you're right, uh, the... Technology is allowing us to do amazing stuff uh, nowadays, and uh, I'm very curious to see where this is going. There, there were there were like a lot of ideas that um, I would like to have tried, but it wasn't possible. For example, I really would like to have recorded uh, this library with a binaural microphone as well.
0: Yes, that would have been very interesting. Actually, that yeah. would have been really cool.
1: Yeah, I really because there is as far as I know there is there are no contact libraries with binary audio.
0: No, no, you, you would have been one of the first, and it, it, that's actually yeah. quite fascinating because I I do a lot of work in immersive audio.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I work for um, I'm a, I'm a consultant artist for a sound system company called D and B Audio Technic in Germany. Okay, and yeah. they they basically are the company that made the, um, you know, the Kraftwerk 3D shows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the,
1: the sound system
0: that runs that is, is their system. It's called Soundscape. Oh, wow. So I've been working with them now for the last couple of years, nearly three years now, converting that technology to be able to work in electronic music and like, you know, festivals and, you know, uh, big clubs dj kind of situations and stuff so it, it is definitely like the future is going to be very much in that yeah minimum sort of binaural and then that more immersive thing when you get more into like a live sort of crowd situation yes so it's really yeah. interesting you mentioned that because i do think with the way the technology is going that's going to be the next big revolution with audio games. i
1: agree I agree with you. I was I was doing a master class for a Los Angeles film school about that and I do a lot of uh, audio for VR game and I have to study all of the psychoacoustic simulations it's, uh, like how we perceive the 3D audio in the real world just by having two ears you know all the bounces all the mm-hmm. delays all the the, uh, the initial time delay all the reverberations all the the, the the gap between the, the dry sound and the the, the echo, so mm-hmm. all of these help us perceive the location, and uh, so I'm obsessed with this this subject, and I was also writing a paper about uh, audio for uh, augmented reality as well, but I was what I was talking about in this masterclass, I was like, I think the binaural experience mixed with uh, augmented reality at some point might might, might be the, yeah. the next evolution of the mm-hmm. of the stereo because the stereo is boring mm-hmm. stereo is boring like oh, I, about it. I, exactly i would love to wear these headphones and have my uh, like a iron maiden playing right here on my left side like if they were yeah. on my living room yeah you know the binaural audio is telling me that they are here, and they augment the augmented reality, like the microphone is capturing the acoustics of the environment, it is processing real time and generating like if they were here. I want that. I want yeah. that. I want that yeah. experience. I, don't want to start I want that experience. And uh, I think it's the it's, it's the that's my guess. I, I think you agree. It's the, it's the next step, natural step. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. totally. T- Totally, and in a lot of different ways because, you know, you. I think for consumer, because obviously the, the culture is very different now because, you know, everybody's got, you know, I've got PowerBeats, you've got the new yeah. sort of like Air, AirPods yeah. Pro, is it, or something like that. Um, Max, yeah. Max, those ones, yeah. You know, and again, if you think about the way Apple are, are putting in things like LiDAR scanners and stuff and yeah. there's that whole thing of, you know, being able to pair those devices to give a form of surround mix. There's all of that. Obviously, what Dolby are doing, there's a lot of very, very interesting companies doing a lot of work in this stage. And it's going to go from being able to, like, I look at it from, like, on an electronic music point of view. It's like, I want a kid who is learning how to make music for the first time to be able to make music in that format natively. And be able to take that music into like a club or a festival situation and be able to perform it like sort of that night in a completely immersive way. And I totally agree with you about stereo being boring. I mean, to give you a bit of background about the way sound systems work in electronic music settings, like, you know, the big festivals like EDC and stuff. Dude, those those sound systems are mono. Oh, wow. So it's like, because they have to be in order to try and give everyone the same experience, right? But they don't have to be now. So with me, and as I said, we talked off air about, you know, my sort of background in film music and stuff. And, you know, I've done Foley mixing. I've done... I've done surround mixing for like short films and stuff as well, so i'm I'm pretty well versed in in this world, but I always found it very frustrating, like turning up a like a nightclub like exchange, for example, in downtown l a where I used to play a little bit and just have to play in mono. It's like it's boring like I'm just yeah, I'm just punching people in the face with the same thing. It's like yeah. I want to be able to give them a really truly immersive experience that helps them to kind of change their life like that that's honestly like how seriously i take this so from the listening perspective of like binaural all the way through to being able to go to an actual live event and and be subjected to an experience and again you mentioned ar in this as well ar can also be a very big part of that experience yeah like we're I don't think a lot of people really appreciate just how close we are to such a huge revolution in this yes. space where, yes. you know, like five, ten years from now, people are going to look back at what we're doing now and think, oh, isn't that cute? Like, old put yeah. <laughs> them back there with their mono and their stereo. Like, that was so yeah. so vintage, right? You know? I agree
1: totally. with you, man. I agree with you. It, it's... it's, it's 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 too slow but it's it's you know i feel like the old school guys and some other people they are like twisting their nose because they don't want to to change this because it's gonna be a completely new workflow process mm-hmm. it's gonna be a comp- to work on that and but mm-hmm. you know like i i think like apple i i am a big fan of apple and um some, sometimes they, I think they, they they do their mistakes, but on the overall, I am very faithful to Apple because for me, it's the, their system works better than anyone. And they, like the new mm. MacBook M1, it's fantastic for music as well. Mm. And but the, the, the AirPods Max, the AirPod AirPods Pro, they have this 3D audio on it, where you play like a movie and activate the 3D audio, and it. Feels like it's coming from the environment at the point that, like, if I'm watching my, my movie on my iPad here and I look to the left, the sound will come more from, from my mm. right to my right ear. So, this is fascinating. This changes everything. It's like amazing. Mm. So, I, I only think, like, wow, this with AR, think about an orchestra playing. And if you walk around, you perceive more of different instruments of the orchestra. Like if you're walking around, the... oh my God, man. That's like, I don't want to start anymore. I want that. I want this live <laughs> sound experience, you know?
0: Oh yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I can tell you the story about that very quickly as well, about what d b did in Germany a few years ago when they, because the soundscape technology is actually, um, it originates in like the orchestral world. They built it for, for orchestras, basically. And one of the pieces of technology that they've got is something called N Space. And it's basically 64 channel convolution reverb. Oof. And what they did, they did this test event, right? And it was because oh uh, they're a German Gosh. company, I think it was somewhere like in Stuttgart or somewhere like that in a park. During the summer, so they they had an orchestral concert, and the crowd sat in the middle of this like surround this soundscape array, and then they were in the park in the middle of summer listening to an orchestra. But one of the convolution reverbs that they have is for the biggest concert hall for classical music in Germany, or one of them I think is in Stuttgart or Frankfurt or something like that. So basically, you were in the concert and you were outside in nature, but here in the orchestra, with the reverb of this concert hall... Oh! that's amazing man and honestly like it just even the thought of that is just unbelievable so the things that we're going to be able to do are just unbelievable and you mentioned before about people like you know not wanting to change I mean that's a very big problem within electronic music because all these famous DJs that kind of play around the world and stuff they, they can be a little bit suspicious of new technology because they don't want something to make them look bad on stage so when I kind of came into the project at d and B, I I said, like, my main focus is to make this so unbelievably simple to use that, like, you know, like, our dogs could understand how it would work. Wow. Basically, And, and that's kind of, like, where we got to. And like you were saying about it being too slow, like, the last year has really delayed it because, you know, Just literally just before it all changed this time last year, we got it to a point where we had an entire surround system being pumped through just a normal Allen & Heath DJ mixer. Like, we could control the whole thing like a normal DJ would with some extra controls through an iPad. And, you know, we had, like, deals starting, but, like, ironically, some of the first clubs in the world would have been in Brazil. At that at that stage. Oh, really? Um, and it may well still be the case. Like we're we're still working that out at the moment, depending upon what happens with the future and COVID and everything else. But you know, we've got very big plans for it. Like because we we truly believe it's it's going to completely change the game because you can control the entire surround mix in real time.
1: Oh wow, that's amazing, man!
0: So yeah, you even sorry after. No,
1: no, go. go. Sorry, my, my bad. Go on.
0: No, I was just gonna say, like, we wanna provide a roadmap for people so like I said before, that you can sit in your studio and be able to create music in that format natively, because I've been quite fortunate to actually get opportunities to create music um natively in yeah. that system and all the rules of music production go out of the window. So it's That's like, well, why easy. do I need to A E Q my kick drum in order to make room for my bass if my kick drum is five meters further forward than my bass is at the back of the room?
1: Oh yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: Exactly. Uh, it's it's just it's crazy, and it's yeah. every time every time I get to go to Germany or go to somewhere else. to uh, And in fact, actually, we have a we have a facility. I was as I said, I was over for Nam. Uh, last year, and D&B, we have a facility in Long Beach. Okay. And uh, that's got a soundscape system in it, which I actually I performed at the opening of it, and uh, the soundscape system in there is amazing for demonstration purposes. Um, but you know, to 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 experiment on those systems is is just wild. It's just absolutely oh, man, amazing.
1: I, I would love to try that.
0: Well, we'll see what we can do as things start I to open up again. Try, I'll see if I can yeah, get yeah. you get you in for a demo because it's like it's it's properly wild. They are using some of my tracks now as demo tracks for soundscape around the world. So that that be that'd be really great for you to, to try.
1: Dude, I have a friend that I, I if you want, I, I would love to connect you guys. His name is Fabian oh. Bruce. He's German. Oh wow! He, okay, yeah. He has this project called Orchestronic. Mm. So it, it mixed like electronic stuff with some orchestral instruments and all process because they are creating their sound engine to, be, to process in binaural and this kind of like augmented reality experience. It's so crazy. I think you guys have so much in common. Oh
0: man, I'd love yeah. to speak to him. Absolutely.
1: I will definitely, after the, the, the talk, I'm going to shoot uh, an email to, to him with you and copy introduce you guys, because you guys would, would definitely, I think you guys have so much in common. But it's mm-hmm. interesting to see, like, uh, I have an impression that, that Germans are really into this kind of audio stuff. Big time. <laughs> Big time. time. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear about like audio evolutions and stuff like that is usually comes from Germans. It's like mm-hmm. it's very interesting.
0: Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, the main the main two players at the moment is like, as far as I see, it, is is D and B. And obviously, I'm very biased because they're a great company. <laughs> um, I mean, you mentioned Apple before. I actually used to work for Apple. Um, on their retail oh, side, really? I used to help. Yeah, I used to help open Apple stores for a living. That was my oh! last job in like the corporate world before I moved into music full time.
1: Dude, that's amazing, man.
0: Yeah, we we had a good time. We had a good time, and uh, it, it's funny because like yeah, as you can imagine, they're as they're as good as their products in terms of like how they are to work. And ironically, like what I always say about Apple is is that they design people as well as their products. oh wow. and like the training that you get and the insight into yourself, the self-development that you get is just remarkable. and like the the near two years I spent there. I, I wouldn't change for the world. Like they're an incredible company to this day. Um, and to be honest, the only other company that I have encountered that are in anywhere near like them is D&B Audio in Germany. Like I always refer to them as like the Apple of sound systems, basically. Oh, wow. Because they, they, yeah, so. they have this whole culture, like um, like, you know, obviously there's always exceptions in a big company like Apple, but generally in my experience, everybody who worked for them wanted to be there and believed in the vision of the company. And that is exactly the thing that happens with d and they're, they're just a remarkable company that, like, they've made me feel incredibly at home. They've given me an amazing playground to just go wild in. Like, you know, and I remember the first time they, they let me loose on a, on a soundscape system. And uh, my friend Bill, who who works for them, he first exposed me to a soundscape system. And he basically, like, stuck at sort of the back of the room almost with, like, a clipboard. And, like, he said, well, go wild. See what you can come up with. <laughs> and, like, a couple of hours later, I turned around to him and he said, that was really interesting to watch because, like, you did about five things with this sound system that we didn't even know it could do.
1: Wow. There good. Because, like,
0: I, was- I like to, you know, it's like I like to... That, that old saying, like, I like to, to drive it like I stole it, you know? Like, like, okay, let's take this for a real spin. Let's get the tires yeah. screeching. Let's get the smoke going. Let's see how fast this fucking thing can go, right? Let's oh, let's, let's see if I can break it, you know? Let's see what, what the yeah. breaking point is. And like one of the things with, with the, the Soundscape system and the technology is that we've not found anything yet that it can't do which is just tremendously exciting. And it really is truly an immersive, very, very intense experience. Like one of the first performances that I did for the staff at D&B, like I was panning like a a sound from one side of the room to the other and people were literally like ducking. They were like, what the fuck is... (laughs) And like physical, like, you know, psychoacoustic kind of like... Um, oh, phenomena wow. happening like in real time, you know, uh, very very exciting, and and to be able to put like you know instruments like the Amazonic and stuff like that into that kind of thing is, it, you know, it, it would be it would be huge. So you know maybe maybe that's the next iteration of the project, right?
1: The next iteration, yes. Well, I, I yeah, I would love to buy the the Neumann the dummy head Neumann to require, mm-hmm. but it costs eight thousand dollars, man. It's a lot. of Yeah, fun.
0: yeah. I mean, you can you can make something. Like, I mean, obviously it's the Neumann. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you can make something. I've actually got a pair of, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen them. I mean, they're obviously not going to be as good as the Neumann's, but I have a pair pair of uh, in-ear earphones that were made by Roland. And they actually have, like, mics on the outside. So because they're in your ears, they simulate the HRTF, the Head-Related Transfer Function. Uh, Like you mentioned before, and the psychoacoustics of it, the binaural fusion, if you will, like the arrival time differences and stuff. Uh, And they're pretty good, man. Like I do like binaural field recordings with stuff like this for my music, and and they're they're perfectly good, like.
1: Dude, that's... Yeah, there we go, man. There we go. I definitely... I definitely gonna... I, I intend to go back to the Amazon and record more instruments there. Uh... I definitely, the next one, I definitely want to have like an extra pair of binaural microphones there to to have to bring this experience, because I think that would be super cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, the great benefits of binaural is that, you know, it's compatible with so many systems, right? You don't need a bespoke specific kind of system in order to be able to hear it it's like it's kind of universal and the way that culture has developed in the last sort of five or ten years is that you know everybody's got a pair of these now and everybody's using bluetooth and all this type of thing so it feels like obviously this technology has been around for a long time but it feels like it's it's time has come right
1: yeah oh my god long time man like if you think about it uh I think the when 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 was the first time they came up with this? I think it was nineteen seventy four yeah. ninety eight something like something that. Like we yeah. like we like way back in the time, but only now it's kind of become popular.
0: Mm. No, but, totally, totally. Yeah, it's, there's it's very there's similar so much... to MIDI, right? It's very similar to MIDI in that, yeah. like it's 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 weird to think of a technology that was made so long ago that's. Probably more relevant today than when it was first invented.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting because MIDI, like 30 years ago, right? That was when it came out. We we're still using it. Only mm. now they're talking about the, the the new MIDI that I think is 2.0 or something like that. But mm. it's it's still there, man. We all we all here because of MIDI. <laughs> no,
0: exactly. Right, exactly. It's 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 a crazy thing. Like it's it's crazy. I, I mean. Yeah. That, that timelessness like you know of of creating a technology like I say like the you can't I can't really think of another piece of technology that's been invented like that that has such a, a long lifespan and as I say becomes more important over time normally these things become obsolete after a few years so it shows you how much of a spectacular achievement the whole
1: thing is yeah yeah agree I agree with you man oh my god mm. we just we just we just we just two nerds. Like... <laughs> what more do you need though? Right? I mean, come on. Exactly.
0: No, I mean, and again, like just to sort of go back to the project, like I think I think this is gonna this is part of like a, a wider trend that I think will start now in the field of pro audio, hopefully, and you know, instrument design and and various other aspects where, you know, we're going to be able to start connecting them to social causes and to causes that are bigger than just ourselves. I think, if anything, in the last year, we've we've been shown the importance of doing that and how that can operate as a, especially now because the times are just so intense and so just fucking weird i suppose is the best way to put it and um, that you know the, the technology again provides us with an opportunity to create positive change in the world as
1: well exactly man you know like i i was talking to when, when i started the amazonic uh i don't remember seeing like the pro audio companies being directly connected to social causes i've seen some specific like uh, moments where they would donate some part of it but it's not like in, in their DNA to be directly connected to social causes, and and and, uh, and the, since day one when I when I did the Amazon, I was like it has to be a, a company connected to social causes. That's that, that's that's what it is. It's part of the DNA, and and now I uh, uh, I'm I'm seeing not of the Amazonic, but maybe because of the moment, I'm seeing other companies as well being more and more connected to social cause like because that's, that's it, man. We gotta, you gotta give it back. You know, you gotta give it back. It's, it's a world where you, you get it and you, you give it some of it back. That's, that, that, that's, that's how it should be for, 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 every, for everyone. And especially when we're talking about music stuff, which the sole purpose is to, you know, at my opinion it's to propagate love, you know good moments, bring memories, you know, uh, release stress and you know I love when artists like they discuss the the, the the word problems because they have when you have the microphone you have the power to spread the message to people and I think it's very important for any artist to be aware of that as well. so, I think that when you're working with with the the creation of music, it's, it's such a powerful thing. Especially, I know in our case, like you work you still working with film. I work with some film, a lot of games. We are basically conducting people's feelings. You know, we are like directing. Okay, you're gonna feel scary here. You're gonna feel love here. So we have this power to. Uh, really send a message to people. So why not use some of this power to, you know, acknowledge people that the world needs needs help, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, not just the Amazonic, but, you know, a lot of the countries that are facing lots of sadly, lots of wars, you know, uh, people who are starving in other countries like the, the plastic situation which is getting worse and worse hmm. all the all of that kind of stuff there are so so many subjects that we could use our own microphone and our own our, our own power oh. of uh, sending people's message to let them know that we could um we could make the world better together
0: no absolutely for me, i that, agree more for
1: me that yeah that's the only way that's the only way it's like
0: together yeah no it has to be because again music is the thing that brings us together you know
1: it really really is and
0: again through my experience with the the sacred plant medicines and, and the lessons that they teach is you know i i have a background in audio engineering i understand physics and psychoacoustics and stuff and i thought i understood music and then I had my first experiences in these ceremonies and it was, like, very plain and very evident to me very quickly. It's like, you know jack shit, basically. <laughs> like, here's a here's real teaching. And the the power and the importance and the significance of music as not just a form of entertainment, but as a, as a, a healing modality cannot be underestimated especially to the people who are, you know, members of these tribes. They use music in order to help people to be better for themselves and be better within themselves. And they use it as a tool to build unity. They use it as a tool to build community. And I think it's something that, as I mentioned, sort of, you know, as we were off air, about how the sounds that the Amazonic has have for a number of years now been slowly but surely finding their way more into mainstream electronic music thanks to festivals like burning man for example and the the popularity of very specific forms of like house music that have a lot of these natural sounds in them a lot of them that have these like traditional instruments that really evoke a lot of the quality of the sounds and the music that the, the tribes create themselves as part of their ceremonies, as part of their healing yeah. modalities, as part of their community building. And it's fascinating to see that there is a very similar thing happening now in sort of more mainstream electronic music. And one of the things that my experiences really awakened within me was just how, I hesitate to use the word, but it's the only word I can think of, but just how shamanic Electronic music really is, and how again we form communities around the music, and we're almost rediscovering and remembering the power of this that's, music rather than it being a form of entertainment. It's a channel through which to change the world.
1: That's amazing, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, 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 and no, I, I think that's that's where the, the value of the music is. You know. It's like really bringing this together, connecting people and evoking these feelings. And I just say, like, remembering. This is, this is amazing. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to lie, Paul. Like, you know, it, sometimes, you know, like how it is when you're working with uh, many projects and you just have to produce, 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 produce.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not like that you're not putting your soul into the music production. But it's more like, OK, I have to deliver this no matter what. So... It's it's almost like a factory thing, right? But when I when I when I to the Amazon and recorded these instruments, dude, I'm not gonna lie, I I, I for me it was a rediscovering moment mm. because I could see again why I started making music and, and you know like the, the connection with the music notes, the connect you have the connection you have with the music instrument. Uh, Those guys, all of their instruments had a purpose, had a a spiritual background story behind. Mm -hmm. The way they were playing had a meaning. You know, some of them, some of these instruments, like mawakos, which was like a flute, there there is a lot of type of malwakos that we recorded there. Some of these malwakos are used in specific ceremonies and they break them at the end of the ceremony. Some of these instruments were created to communicate with birds. Some of these instruments were created to communicate while their their native people are hunting for food and they don't want to scare the food. So they use this instrument, like they call it the the, the phone of the forest. And you were like, oh my God, man. You ask yourself in which moment of my life I lost this, this connection, this spiritual connection with the music.
0: Or did you even have it in the first place? Like that was the thing with me. Or did you have it in the first place? You're right, Like, like, it's remembering it, but it's on such an almost like DNA level. You know, it's it's so so wild. Like that was my feeling was like, you know, I've had profound experiences with music in the Western context. But to be exposed to this, it was just like, this is a whole, I didn't really, I, I thought I was like, you know, I was on this, I, I'd seen the whole world of music and it turns out I'm on this tiny island in like this huge universe of connectivity. It's it's it's, it's so wild, man. So I'm so pleased that like you had that experience, right? To To reconnect <laughs> to why you did it in the first place, right?
1: Yeah, but I am also pleased to hear that you 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 have this this thought about bringing this connection spirituality on electronic music as well,
2: which,
1: which I think it's fascinating. Which I think it makes a lot of sense. It's, you know, I am I I know I'm not a big connoisseur of uh, of uh, electronic music. I know some stuff Krebsberg, uh, you know, some stuff here and there, but uh, I I know more of like a, I, I'm more of like a rock and roll background. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that if you can bring this spirituality, this experience to live performance on electronic music, you know, especially electronic music, because there, there is this whole synesthetic experience with lights, etc. Man, I think it is fascinating. Like, I'm not going to lie, for example, I am dying to go to the Burning Man. I've never been to the Burning Man.
0: That yeah, side.
1: you the same? So, mm-hmm. so my friends who've been there, they were like, dude, it's an experience. It's like a life mm-hmm. experience. You connect with yourself. And I'm like, wow, okay, let's do it. And I think, I think it's uh, it's important to for us to like, you know, if you're like a professional music that are listening to this, this podcast out there and like, you know, you have to make music to pay our, your rents like we all do. I still have to make some music to pay my rents. I think uh, since the, the Amazonic, I, I, I dedicate a little bit of my day every day to create something for my soul, you know, for my spirit mm. for, that can, that, that I can, that makes me reconnect with my myself, mm. and uh, you know, remember who you are on your DNA, on your on on your essence. And I started doing this after I recorded the Amazonic because I saw that on their daily lives. And I was like, wow, man, that's that's the real music here.
0: Oh, totally, totally. It's a really interesting thing that you say that because it shows you that the timing of these things are, is never less than perfect, because yeah. obviously we, we, we've we've kind of had to shift this a couple of times in the diary in order to kind of make this conversation happen. And I'm I'm so pleased we're doing it today, but it's really interesting because what you've just said is exactly what i've spent part of my day doing today and i'm kind of i'm going through a very similar situation personally at the moment where you know it's very very easy i suppose in both of our situations with you doing like game music and stuff me doing electronic music these are very um they're very competitive markets and yeah. they're subject to like what you would call like very Western forces, right? Like the market and that kind of thing. And it can become very, very easy to get into that conveyor belt of just pumping out music because that's what you have to do to pay the rent Um, and electronic music. It's again, it's a very competitive environment as well because there's a lot of people who want to do this for a living and there's not many people who get to do it. So it can become in a very negative sense. It can become very competitive And Mm -hmm. you can get stuck with like, and I'm sure this is the same for you in game music, you can start to compare yourself negatively to peers. You start to think like, you know, why am I doing this? And you end up in a position where you end up almost like hating what you love to do for a living. And I've seen a lot of people, and I've come close to do this myself, where it's like, I'm going to quit because it's like, I don't like doing this anymore. But it's actually, we've lost touch with the intention we've lost touch with why we do it in the first place so it's beautiful and it's great i think it's really interesting to unpack this of like you know you spend a little bit of time every day making some music for your soul as you were saying i've done exactly the same today and i'm starting on that process myself because i'm making music for the sake of it i have no expectation that this is going to make me famous or it's going to make me lots of money or it's going to get me someplace. I'm doing it purely for the love and the joy of it. And if you think about it, that's exactly what the tribes are doing in the Amazon. They're not yeah. like playing their instruments every day going, well, I really hope I'm going to get a major record label deal out of this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, just, right. it, doesn't even, it doesn't even occur to them. It's like, I'm doing this because we want to do it and it's part of our culture and yeah. and that's
1: enough. Yeah. You're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, we we keep our, our thoughts too much focused on feed our pockets, but we forget to feed our souls. You totally. know? Mm-hmm. And, and music is like, for me, the best way to feed your soul is, is especially if you are into music creation and you know that that for me like again like when I saw that the native tribes like recording these and doing all their body movements with their chants and you know I remember that I, on my completely ignorance of someone who didn't know well their culture I was like can you guys do some like screams like you know and I say some ridiculous thing like can you do some like screens like and they look, they look to because they got translated and they look to each other and they were like "Uh, why would we do that? Like, you know (laughs) (laughs) that was the moment I was like what the hell am I doing? What the hell am I asking them to do, man? Like, (laughs) Shut up, man. Shut up. Shut up. So I shut up and I, and I just ask questions and I say, what are your chance?" And for example, there was like a, a moment where I, I, I asked them, I say, do you have any chance that feature uh, the female voice? And they say on this tribe, the translator say on this tribe, only the, the, the female singers, they cannot sing along. Only with the, man, the the male singers. It's part of their culture, alright. Uh, but there is one chant where only the elder woman sing alone, and but for her to sing, all of the other girls, the other females, natives, they they have to be touching this old woman's back. Wow, it's not like. Yeah, no, I'm gonna sing alone, alone, you know, alone, and this is the microphone, and everyone's around watching. No, all of the females, they gathered together, and they were behind her, touching her shoulder and each other's shoulder, like forming like this line, like if, if they were like giving her energy to sing. Mm-hmm. Dude, I almost <sighs> cried when I saw that. I was like, what, what am I doing with my life? You said to think everything wow this is this is insane you know this is insane this is like the the, the essence of the music Mm. you know Mm. all the spirituality connect i i don't know it it was like one of these moments like and it just really touches you and you again it it really changed my life
0: oh Uh, man i can imagine i might definitely imagine that and it, it makes me realize like in the west or in western culture like you know american culture uk culture european culture like just how disconnected we are like we're so disconnected from each other we're so disconnected from ourselves and more than anything we're so disconnected from nature yes i suppose your experiences again i'm you, you can tell me um I would guess that it becomes very clear how disconnected we are and how these people have a very, very, very different connection to each other, to where they live, and to the Earth and the planet in general.
1: Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that, especially in countries where uh, money is more than others, I feel like people are especially more disconnected from each other and from spirituality than other countries. Like I, I can compare like my life in Brazil, which I lived for 32 years, and now the US, which I lived for two years and a half. It's so different. It's so different. People in the US are so focused in succeed financially speaking. It's, they're so focused on that that they don't have this strong bond, strong connection as uh, personally, as I noticed as a Brazilian, because Brazilians, we come for a more, uh, not well-structured family. Not that that's not the word, but like the, the sense of gathering together. You know, every Sunday, you go to the family's house, the grandma's house, have dinner together. There is a bigger connection. And maybe because of the Amazon as well, A big part of the Amazon is in Brazil. so lots of us, not all of us, but lots of us in Brazil, we, we have a little bit of the connection with nature. And, and here, it, I, at least in LA, my experience has been very interesting. Like I can definitely see people really disconnected from each other because of the mm-hmm. craziness of the world. So it's, um, you know, I, I think the, 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 the pandemic situation, even though, of, of course, there is a the super sad side of the deaths which is horrible, I always try to see the good side of everything. Like, uh, I believe the pandemic made us think. I think it mm. was a, a good pause for humanity. Like revisit your life, buddy. Because totally agree. Paul, think, think like right now with people waiting for the vaccine, we are all equals. They are, it doesn't matter how much money do you have, how how powerful you are, how poor you are. We're all equals, waiting like everyone. So I think it, it brought this feeling of uh, a little bit of uh, equality, even though I, I hope it's not temporary. But I think it made us rethink a lot of things in our life. And yeah. Yeah. The, the, Western, yeah. the Western side of the world can be very intense, make you forget all of these good steps of life.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah, I, I got a very similar sense of the ability to kind of, like, sit and kind of, like, as you said, review your life, but also as well to, like, process things that in normal everyday life, like, we're so busy being distracted by... I've got to get here. I've got to do that. I've yeah. got to buy that thing. I've got to move here. This, that, and the other. And and actually, you know, I feel like my my experiences with ceremony and I'm working on myself in various different ways in the last five years have, have really prepared me for what happened because I've I became very comfortable with being able to sit with everything that was going on in my life be able to kind of like create a space to allow it all to kind of come up and be able to process it all in a very healthy way so it kind of like didn't play such a, a big and negative and controlling role in my life and I've noticed this in the last year that when people were kind of forced to stop and sit still for a while and stop and think about these things uh, unfortunately not everybody has had those kind of tools you're to kind right, of yes. like sit and really understand and navigate yeah. what's happened to them, how to process their trauma, if you will, um, how to understand what's going on in their lives, how they can let go of things, how they can heal certain aspects and, and come out of this, you know, better than when they went in. And I'm hoping that's going to be the case for some people.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, man. I uh, my my girlfriend, she's a therapist, and uh, she is dealing with a lot of, of people who are suffering a lot because of this. It's it's difficult. I, it's I think it requires a lot of like reading, patience, and you know, like talking to people. That, you know, being together with other people that can push you up, and uh, it, it's not easy to do alone. Definitely.
0: No, it isn't. It isn't at all, and we've been forced to do it alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. You're right. You're right.
0: Made the whole thing even more difficult. You know.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're
0: right. Yeah. There's not a there's not a day that goes by, and don't get me wrong. Like I've found the last three months like really really difficult because you know imagine being in a lockdown and then having to go through an English winter at the same time.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You you get up. It's dark. It goes dark. at like. 3 p.m. over here in the winter yeah you know it's like we've only just done daylight saving times in the last 24 hours and that's just made a huge difference like a huge difference to like your psychology and stuff like that because you get more daylight and the weather's starting to improve and you know as i said before in england where we seem to be on a route towards hopefully some form of normality by the summer so you know, all you can do is uh, is ride the waves as as and when they happen, right?
1: Yeah, you're right, man. You're absolutely right. Yep, you gotta ride, gotta ride the waves. You gotta enjoy the roller coaster. I am unable to go back to Brazil to visit my family since the beginning of this craziness. Mm. It's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, definitely. Where yeah. where are you from in in uh, in Brazil originally?
1: So- São Paulo, I'm from São Paulo.
0: Ah, oh, São Paulo. Okay, I'm yeah. from
1: the con- concrete jungle world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i haven't had the pleasure to go to brazil i was hoping to Dude, before all of this happened
1: you'd love brazil man you'd love mm-hmm. brazil i'm yeah. pretty sure you'd love it yeah, yeah i was I
0: was, a, I was uh i was dating a brazilian girl here last year so it's like I'm, oh, uh,
1: look at you man. where uh, you was know, she, from? She, <laughs> she she was
0: from she was from rio so ah, oh, there you go
1: carioca yeah
0: I, I learned all about the craziness of south american women brazilians in particular
1: yeah. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot. Of children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, the men seem quite just as crazy in a different way, right?
1: Yeah, it's a very different thing. Did she teach you? Yeah. She, she teach you uh, uh, some Portuguese words?
0: No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She was too busy. She just moved to Liverpool, so I was too busy teaching her teaching her the language here. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, so. I'm, I'm
1: happy. I'm happy you had a, a Brazilian experience. <laughs> oh yeah
0: so to- totally totally it, it was not a bad experience by any stretch of the imagination my friend it was all positive it was all very good it was all very good yeah. so talk to me about what the the future of the amazonic is going to be i mean what are there any plans for any sort of future projects and yes. like, how are things looking at the moment
1: the, uh, uh, the amazonic is um the idea is to establish the Amazonic as a, a social company that represents musical instruments from what we call nowadays minority. You know, so that's the that's the next steps for the, the Amazonic. It's really established itself as a company focused on that. So we want to record another library in the Amazon. Uh, not this year, though. But for this year, we are working, and this is hot news, we are working on uh, recording Native instruments from Americans, uh, mm-hmm. Native people, and, and for the First that's, Nations in Canada. Yeah.
0: Just to clarify, that's not Native Instruments, the company, that's like real yeah, yeah, Native exactly. instruments.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instrument made by Native people. And we went to record for yeah the, the indigenous people of the America wow. that also suffered a freaking lot mm. in, in their history. And are uh, commonly painted as the as the the villain guys, which I, I never understood why. But mm, it's, they they also have a lot of great instruments, uh, and I want to also record some of the indigenous people on Canada, which are called uh, the First Nations. Mm-hmm. And uh, so right now, the Canadian one is the one that we are uh, gonna do first. We are structuring the documentation right now. And uh, we want to record this year on the second semester as the American one as well. It is a lot of work. I don't know if it's going to be 100 instruments again because that that was too crazy. <laughs> it was like, I don't, think, I don't think it's a good idea. So uh, We definitely no. want to record something around 30 to 40 instruments and, and, and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we really want to... Uh, you know, the ultimate goal is really bring the bring people this, you know, idea that there are so many spectacular uh, cultures that came way before us. that are there are on this planet way before us, and and, and you know that and, and the sounds are not just beautiful, but they are loaded with spiritual meaning. Mm. You know and. I think it's a great way to um to bring attention to this and also attention to all the the crises these native people face in the world and mm-hmm. uh and also of course the idea is also to keep this social activity by donating uh the thirty percent uh to all of these communities all the time and make sure everyone gets it and uh and yeah it's a that's that's our plan for for next year and next year another one for from the Amazon and, and we are also talking about um, maybe record some instruments from some other locations from Brazil there mm. because Brazil has so many native tribes
2: mm.
1: so many native, that doesn't live only on the on the, the Amazon but live all spread out all of the country like I have one of my cousins that uh, he is a philanthrop philanthropist is this correct mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. He helps uh, these native people from uh, that are part of this tribe that are closer to São Paulo, and uh, it's it's he does a beautiful job with them. And he was taught me uh, teach him all these these uh, these tribes as well, and they also have their particular types of instruments, which are beautiful. So yeah, ultimate goal would be like have this huge catalog of uh, these old instruments created by these native people and make them available to the world so we can carry this culture on the modern productions and be aware of the, the critical situation those people are.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And again, there's so many different indigenous cultures around the world that this can be applicable to you know i i i immediately think about you know the the aboriginals in in australia in particular because again like in in the in the the ceremonies that i've been blessed to be part of it's a great melting pot of like different cultures and you know i've been exposed to a lot of like aboriginal culture through that as well and those instruments as well are just spectacular and those communities as well have suffered a lot in in the modern world and then they're another you know really key key part of the equation so you know the 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 scope of the contribution that you can make through this company is is massive
1: that's amazing that's amazing man i i I can't wait to see as soon as we finish this i'm going to take a look at the company you're talking about and I'm going to check your work and I'm going to email you to send your stuff because I'm crazy to hear your stuff, bro. Yeah, dude, I'll, I will.
0: I will send you. A, I'll send you a nice <laughs> fat playlist of it. You are. You are more than welcome, man. And as I say, you know, like you're gonna have to come back on to talk about game audio in particular, because like, you know, we're, we're very we're we're very focused on like lots of different things. Like, you know, we don't really sort of stick to one thing. Um, you know, I mentioned a film composer who I've worked with in the past that you know called Jeff Rona. Yeah. Like, he he did a masterclass for us last year. You know, I've mentioned some other people who I've worked with as well. Yeah. Uh, on the film side of things because, you know, it, it's, it's difficult enough, right, in the music industry these days to be able to earn a full-time living. So, you know, one of the things that we try and teach people is to be as flexible as possible and don't just put all of your eggs in one basket and expect that DJing and releasing music on, like, you know, Beatport and band camp and stuff will earn yeah. you a full-time living. Like, you know, it's about sound design, it's about getting your music into film and TV and games and you know you can you can have if you are open-minded and broad enough you can have a very successful career as long as you're flexible and open-minded enough to be able to do different things and be able to wear different hats
1: you're right man you're completely right And there are so many fronts nowadays happily for us to make some money from uh, you know with music you know even the musical libraries I've seen Mm. a lot of my friends writing for music libraries as well. And, uh, yeah, it's I think that what you're doing, it's amazing because you're teaching people and um, teaching people not just the the, the, the side of the music creation, but also how they can keep up with their dreams, right? Mm. Uh, Work as musicians, work as composers and bring knowledge to these people. I can say that you're automatically bringing happiness to these people. So kudos to you, bro. This oh, is thank amazing. Thank you very much. Man. You're doing no, a I appreciate beautiful it. Beautiful job,
0: dude. And you know, like together we can we can change a lot of people's lives for the better, both in the Amazon and and beyond. So this it feels like the beginning of something very special, brother.
1: I agree with you, man. I completely agree with you. I I am super happy that I've met you. We've immediately connected. I can definitely feel mm-hmm. you are a great soul and uh man i'm very happy truly happy that we, we we talk to each other
0: oh absolutely absolutely i'm glad we, we found time to do this today and you know and likewise like the feeling is entirely mutual so yeah just in closing um do you want to give listeners and viewers uh the website for the amazonic and where they can find you online and stuff and find more information
1: well, sure, yeah. So, uh, so the Amazonic website is basically www.theamazonic.com. Um, my personal website is uh antoniotioli.com. I also have my music producer uh, production company which, which is called andromedasound.com. And, uh, and yeah, and uh, for those who are interested in knowing more about the Amazonic, it was a visit. And I will uh, generate a special uh, exclusive coupon for your listeners, Paul. So Brilliant. for all of you, for all of your listeners, I'm awesome. going to generate a for for uh, 30% off. And, uh, Beautiful. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You can write no, it. Uh... <laughs>
0: Absolutely, man. And, you know, we'll, we'll put all of that in the descriptions and in the show notes Great. and, you know, in our emails that we'll send out when we promote the podcast and on socials as well. So... Dude, like, what, what, uh, it's been the highlight of my birthday speaking to you today, brother.
1: Happy birthday again. I'm definitely gonna <laughs> drink a pint for you. What's the name of the, Please do. What's the, what's the name of the most famous, uh, the most popular beer you guys have in, uh, oh, I
0: mean, have, so I mean like, like we, we, we've got some really bad beers, but. Um, I, I mean, myself, I keep it. I keep it really simple. I like. I'm a Guinness guy. Like, I love. I love Guinness. Oh yeah, so. can go
1: can go wrong with a Guinness. I'm definitely gonna drink a Guinness Earner name tonight,
0: uh, thank you, brother. Be a cheer thank for you, brother. Thank you, uh, Thank you very much, Antonio. It's been a pleasure, and uh, look forward to welcoming you back anytime soon, dude.
1: That's gonna be my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, and dude, super pleased to to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother.
0: I mean, how good was that conversation? I remember at the end of the call between me and Antonio on Skype, that we we were both just bouncing. We had so much energy, and it was just one of those conversations where you feel so good at the end of it, and you don't feel drained. You feel energized, and you feel inspired. And that's as much to do with Antonio and his spirit and his positivity and his outlook on life as it was to do with the podcast recording or even the project in general. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we actually have a special discount code for you. We've had this for NYT members for a few weeks already and they are absolutely loving the Amazonic. We actually did a walkthrough of the Amazonic as part of our Organic House course, Uh, but we'll be making that public as part of our YouTube channel. So check that out. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do because it does help. And, you know, we've got full video versions of the podcast on there as well. So, you know, why wouldn't you? So there you go. Go to youtube.com forward slash make your transition or one word. And while you're at it, Get an amazing contact library that does good in the world. Go to theAmazonic.com and you will see the various different packages that you have there. And also, as well, what's remarkable is that they are in the process of opening up a boutique where you'll be able to actually order the real instruments that the tribe actually make for their ceremonies, for their occasions, for their festivals, for musical performances, you know, when they when they love to play with the other communities and they will actually have that shipped out to you so it's a wonderful thing i've got a collection of of amazing instruments from all over the world and i'll certainly be adding to it so if you want the contact library, which, again, you'll find out sounds unbelievable, you can get 30% off. And that doesn't affect the contribution that your purchase makes to the Amazonic through the social enterprise part of it, where I said part of the profits do go back to the tribe. So if you go to the Amazonic.com and would like to purchase for 30% off, you use this special discount code. You use Paul Nolan. 30. So that's capital P and then A U L N O L A N, all in lowercase. So Paul Nolan, my name, with a capital P paul nolan 30 use that code at the checkout you'll get 30% off and it is an absolute bargain i bought it as soon as i saw it and i've been incredibly impressed and the sounds just are unbelievable and i've been integrating it into my productions and i know a number of the myt AAA members have been as well so please do check that out and again if this is your first time listening to myt beyond the studio why don't you give us a follow on spotify give us a subscribe on. On Apple podcasts and also leave us a rating and leave us a review where you can on whatever podcast platform you are listening on it makes a world of difference and again in situations like this when we want to get the word out as much as we can around the Amazonic and the causes that they are using to help make the life for these tribes in the Amazon much better then why not get this out to the widest audience possible do, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a review, and more importantly, share it with your friends who might be interested too. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Beyond the Studio. I've been Paul Nolan. It's been an absolute pleasure bringing this episode to you as it is each and every week. We're going to be publishing these episodes now from Tuesday and uh, on every Tuesday. We were on Mondays, but we're going to slightly shift the schedule. We've got some amazing episodes coming up for you soon. So I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Take care, dear listener. Stay safe, enjoy the sunshine, and enjoy yourself wherever you are in the world. Much love. Speak. See you soon.